0: And, you know, every once in a while, conversations will, will spring up in the podcast, in the podcast, will spring up in the sauna. And, uh, one particular, po- uh, conversation, um uh, really started when we were, uh, going back about professional boxing, you know, and I, I know a little bit about professional boxing. I would say probably more so than the, the average Joe or Josephine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started talking about Manny Pacquiao, our local fighters. Uh, and then, uh, and got on to Manny Pacquiao and one of the individuals in the sauna, uh, asked me, kind of directed a question to me or the rest of the group. He's like, do you know, uh, what one of the guys who, one of the few guys that knocked out Manny Pacquiao used to do, uh, to basically optimize his training? And I, and I was curious. So I said, no. And he said he used (laughs) to drink his own urine. So that's how this whole idea of urine therapy started. So obviously, once he started saying that, I was totally engaged with this guy. I wanted to know his whole life story.
1: Uh You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch.
0: Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We have, uh, sometimes I like to call these podcasts, episodes, good, adi- good idea, bad idea. So we're going to analyze a, I would say, <laughs> somewhat of a health kind of practice. It's actually really old, but uh, was inspired. I was inspired to talk about this by a conversation that was brought up in the sauna this week. I'm talking about. Urine therapy.
1: Yeah. Not you in therapy, but yeah. rather urine as in pee. And yes, I like to call these podcast episodes uh, more like random musings of odd people Mm -hmm. we run into
0: right so and we're going to be as clinically as possible folks we're not going to try to get any gross anybody out we're just going to be present you the data as we know it along with the story that inspired you're probably going to get grossed out anyways all right so before we get into the (laughs) the uh (laughs) sorry uh get into the p no I was going to say, I I was just going to start right off and say, before we get into the tasty part of the podcast, I know, I know. I couldn't help myself. All right. That might be the only bad, bad pun. (laughs) Might be. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening, if you still are. Uh, So we we really enjoy you guys uh, producing these episodes for you guys each week. We are over the 370 episode mark. Going on seven years of podcasting. So wow. thanks you, uh, all you old listeners and new listeners. Thank you so much. Um, we ask for it every week because we really could use your help by giving us a rating review and Apple podcast or your preferred podcast app and sharing the podcast with a friend. Sharing the podcast is a great way to spread it kind of, I guess, uh, on, you know, directly spread the word of the podcast and then just giving us a rating reviews and kind of secondary work or a secondary way of helping us spread the good news about the podcast because it helps us more, I guess. It helps
1: us be discoverable.
0: Is that the word? Is that a yes. word? Yes. Discoverable? Yes. Okay. So when people search for fitness and health podcasts, more ratings helps us, helps those podcasts be more Discoverable. 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 Just because
1: you can't say it doesn't mean it's not a word. All right, how dare discoverable,
0: you. how dare you? Anyways, guys, please uh, ratings review and follow us on uh, Instagram at the ATF podcast. So, training recaps. You would you like to go first for your training recap? I can. Well, let us go. Let I shall let you go first. <laughs> what? Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, last last episode was all about you. It was so, it was Father's Day themed episode. I feel like I can go first a little this time. So yes, my training this week. Um, I did get on the bike a couple times, and I did do a couple strength workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I opted for shorter kind of i wouldn't say they were necessarily hit workouts more like circuit like little circuits uh but much more strength focused this week i was not looking for high impact mm-hmm. um so even my my biking was not like high impact it was more just kind of steady um but yeah, I I started my workouts from you actually. Yes, you did. So I I meant to do a leg one, but then I did not mm-hmm. <laughs> because life got in the way. Um and I did the arm one though, yeah, which was my first my first Nick workout and it included resistance bands, which I've used just the like rubber bands, but right. I've not actually used rub like the resistance bands with handles and stuff. Yeah. How do they go? So that was a very new experience. Mm-hmm. And I realized there's a learning curve to them. Right. And also different uh bands, different resistance yes exactly so right. there was like oh i have to try these ahead of doing my workouts i can't just grab any pants and expect to find the right one yeah so there there was a learning curve this week uh but then i wrapped up the week with like an hour and a half of kayaking yeah you did so yeah and, that- and i didn't get sore So I'm going to take that as a win.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I think uh, not only us being in shape, because I did join you on the kayaking trip. Cheers. um, I think not only us being in shape, but I would say it was a a leisurely kayak. Oh, yes. We
1: were going with the current Mm -hmm. in a river that has a stronger current. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we we could have just held on to our paddles or just purely use them to steer ourselves. And we probably would have eventually made it.
0: Yeah. I mean we in like, fact s- after a few hours. Saw people have. who were just taking tubes down the river. No yeah. no paddles whatsoever just in those devices. Yep. So yeah, so uh yeah, for my train recap, uh started the week on probably a little bit of a uh down note or low note, I guess is the way to describe it. So I usually do my jujitsu private on Monday had to cancel it or reschedule it because uh, my normal training partner was out sick. So I decided to take the 12 o'clock class. Well, 12 o'clock class is a very intense uh, uh, class, and uh, I found out the hard way that, how intense it was, I should say, um, by uh, really straining my neck pretty badly um, during the class. Uh, So I uh, had to, that kind of inhibited me from training the rest of the week. Um, I was able to do some stuff later in the week, including a low, uh, an upper body workout on Friday with a kettlebell, but no lifting of heavy weights at the gym. Um, did some, uh, did a leg, you know, did a, a peloton ride, But and I actually did a private jujitsu lesson on Thursday. But I would say as far as uh, intensity-wise, especially for upper body, it was definitely low-key after Monday. So um, Monday or the day after that, uh, that neck, basically I got a neck injury, I went to the gym to do like a recovery session. And my recovery session when I go to LA Fitness includes sauna, pool, and hot tub. And really the, uh, the, the whole, uh, I would say, uh, inception or the inspiration of this week's podcast occurred when I went to do that recovery day at la fitness (laughs) this is a
1: crucial day folks Mm -hmm. crucial day
0: so yes so uh without further ado let's get into the what inspired this week's uh topic of urine therapy Mm -hmm. so yeah um basically it was in the sauna trying to recover from a, a severe neck strain um, you know, and I was sitting down, went in there, nobody else was in there. I was just relaxing trying to kind of, you know, do a little bit of meditation or visual, visualization. Um, and then soon people started coming in and we started, had a, a, a small group of people in there and, you know, every once in a while conversations were, will, will spring up in the podcast In the podcast will spring up in the sauna and, uh, one particular, po- uh, conversation, uh, really started when we were uh going back about professional boxing, you know, and I, I know a little bit about professional boxing. I would say probably more so than the, the average Joe or Josephine. Mm-hmm. Um and we started talking about Many Pacquiao, our local fighters, uh and then uh and got on to Many Pacquiao and one of the pr- individuals in the sauna, uh, asked me, kinda of directed a question to me or the rest of the group, he's like do you know uh what one of the guys who one of the few guys that knocked out Manny Pacquiao used to do uh to basically optimize his training? And I and I was curious, so I said no, and he said he used <laughs> to drink his own urine. So that's how this whole idea of urine therapy started. So obviously, once he started saying that, I was totally engaged with this guy. I wanted to know his whole life story. Uh, but, and he was actually going to tell us. So he started going through this whole sales pitch about other pro athletes that drink their urine, which I have heard about, um, and how beneficial it can be, how it's so full of nutrients, how it's full of, um, you know, hormones and other things, and how the, the Western medicine doesn't want us want us to drink this they don't think you know they they don't want us to know the truth about the benefits of drinking urine and uh, it went into a whole other conversations about how viruses aren't real and the pandemic and um, how your body can provide you all the nutrients and uh, medicine you can ever need so anyways a really hard sale pitch on drinking your own urine um, so it was, uh this guy it, it, i could tell that he had rehearsed this and told and, and really have given this pitch many times before so i don't know how many people he's converted to actually trying their own year
1: yeah i mean i have to think that the the way he's like selling it yep that this is something like he's had
0: success with before yeah i think he uh, <laughs> the, uh i think he's definitely had some takers uh for what he's thrown out hopefully not Uh, Anyways, but, uh, yes, so this just, I thought this was maybe just a funny interaction. Um, But he is, he was correct about the the one particular boxer who beat Manny Pacquiao, Juan Manuel Marquez. Did drink his own pee. There was a couple other MMA fighters. Leota Machida name one. Um, But it's a very small list, I will say. But the actual practice of drinking your urine has, uh, been around for a long, long time. So, of course, this inspired me to research this concept of the health benefits of drinking your own urine. So, as we said, uh, there's so many names that it goes by urine therapy, uh, urophage, urine, uh, no, let me see. I guess it's urophagia, uh, urotherapy, uh, And it has been around, this this practice has been around for a long time. We looked up at one of our favorite websites, healthline.com. Uh, it actually said it's been around for a millennia. So it's been dated back to ancient Greece, Rome, Egypt, um, and even into some sacred yogi texts, I guess, from India. So mm. um, what is the claims that these... Uh, these, these texts and, and or individuals. Well, obviously we went over some of the claims the guy from the sauna shared. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> they say it really drinking your own urine can cure anything, uh, from acne to, uh, colds to, uh, stomach issues, allergy, heart problems, uh, helps your wounds heal faster. Um, uh, and of course, uh, helps other skin ailments. So. I think you and I have heard this and of course there's a great friends episode about it about peeing <laughs> on a jellyfish steak. You know, which uh I don't know if it actually works or not, but uh you know it's uh uh the the fact of the matter is is that uh urine is uh consists mostly of water. Um according to the article, anywhere from ninety to ninety-five percent water. And then it also contains other Basically, uh, uh, material or uh, components such as uh, boom, 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 bacteria, uh, toxins, and or medications. So um, one there is one belief is that uh, urine is sterile. So like if you get on your hands, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, which I've heard that before. It's like uh, oh, you don't have to wash your hands as much because pee is like
0: sterile. Yeah. According to this article, that is inaccurate. Which I actually thought that was true too. Um, Obviously, you were just you were just reiterating reiterating what I was. I've been I've heard I should say. Um, But apparently, uh, the urinary tract has lots of bacteria, and not all. And most of the time, it's not harmful. But basically, it can does contaminate. (laughs) the urine with the bacteria once it leaves the body. So necessarily the bacteria might not be harmful to the person, mm-hmm. but uh, sometimes that bacteria can get, uh, I guess, uh, more the population of that bacteria can be elevated sometimes, i.e. like a urinary tract infection or other infections that, uh, bacterial infections in yep. that area. Yep. So... It's not necessarily true that the, that urine is actually stable. It can contain bacterial, bacteria that can be harmful. Right. So that idea that just being sterile, which of course this, uh, this guy in the sauna mentioned, uh, is not actually true. So that's one thing that kind of nicks the whole idea of it being safe for you to drink. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that, Um, Like I said, it can contain bacteria. Some of them are healthy, but some of them can be uh, detrimental, especially if you ingest them back into your body. Um, Basically, your body has to fight hard to fight. Basically, the immune system has to fight this bacteria you're reintroducing to your body. Yes, it might not be harmful, but essentially you're just causing stress on your immune system. Another thing it does is that, obviously, you're basically... Urine is a waste product, or it's basic, you know, if it's, would they, urine contains waste products that have been filtered out of your bloodstream. Um, Even though they aren't exactly toxic, they're not very, they can be detrimental when in high concentrations. And your body is trying to get rid of this, that's why um, it pees them out. So, if you reintroduce these concentrated waste products back into your system, it forces your body, specifically your kidneys, to try to filter them out again, which could strain that organ. Interesting. <laughs> also, and I think this is something, um, because I've always heard about, uh, you know, uh, if you take vitamins, you're make sh- essentially just making expensive pee, right? Yes. So, obviously, there are some... Um, uh, vitamins that your body can't absorb or, or doesn't need to absorb because you already have a high enough level, so it urinates, it, it expels them through urination. Um, so I guess it is somewhat accurate that your body, there could be nutrients or vitamins in your urine, but it doesn't make sense to re-ingest those vitamins if your body didn't want them in the first place. Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing that urine can contain is medication. After prescription medications are metabolized, they're excreted through your urine. Drinking your own urine could alter the dose of the medication you're already taking. Drinking someone else's urine could introduce a foreign medication into your bloodstream. All right, so let's get one thing straight. Drinking your own urine is one thing. Drinking somebody else's urine is another thing. I mean, obviously, they're both very extreme. And I'm not saying do one opposed to the other, but I mean, I guess if you if you had to choose one, you'd probably want to take your own right. but I'm not recommending either of these. right <laughs> I think but and so this is interesting. Let's go on to kind of the next topic about is is drinking <laughs> is it hydrating? Oh my gosh! So basically, not you know, not only does urine have uh, these uh, toxins we talked about, medication, but also it's high in salts and other compounds like ammonium, ammonium, ammonia. Um, so basically, it's drinking that. Yes, it is ninety six percent water, but drinking these things can actually, it's like yes you could say it's like reintroducing electrolytes to a certain extent but it's actually uh it's actually minimize it basically almost like dehydrates you you know it's like increasing your salt intake even though we know mm-hmm. that electrolytes are beneficial for for rehydration but guess what folks there are plenty of re or hydration uh products out there now that don't require you to drink your own urine you know we talked about one on our podcast recently water boy um there's uh lmnt um even you know even though i'm not a huge fan of uh liquid iv that is a product also um so don't think that you have to just you know don't think urine is uh essentially uh the the Health elixir uh, that you need need to stay hydrated because obviously it contains uh, items that can or co- components that can uh, basically dehydrate you. So I think the uh, synopsis from what um, we found uh, is that urine is not the elixir that this guy from the sauna uh, touted it out to be.
1: Okay, so I've done also digging.
0: Oh boy, I let did me digging. hear what you got
1: because i know that you mentioned that it showed up in some like other areas like including yoga uh-huh and so it has appeared in like ayurvedic and vedic texts
0: uh-huh
1: so i did some research because i was like oh my god like you say this has been this has been something talked about for a long time mm-hmm. and vedic texts are what a lot of like Ayurveda as we know it today, and traditional Chinese medicine, a number of other um, life science, uh, health science has been based off of these. Mm -hmm. This is like, as far as like oldest I can think of. Apparently, (laughs) apparently they did reference um, in, well, in Ayurvedic texts, they do reference urine. Um, And it actually goes back to a treatment for cancer. Mm -hmm. It's mentioned um, there's been eight types of urine named in Ayurveda. I found one article that has like an Ayurvedic counselor talking about how specifically it really emphasized the value of urine mm-hmm. and that it must be like um, filtered. That's something. <laughs> and then there's apparently they do talk about human urine though. So, and there was um, this like freedom fighter guy in India who ended up becoming the prime minister of India at one point. Who was very passionate about urine therapy and like wrote texts on it and it's it there's a there's something even that goes back to Buddhism Oops. um so Buddhism also has this idea of auto urine drinking mm. so it is. It is like an old, referenced across different cultures, different healthcare systems, and there does seem to be some consistency for it being like um, a curing of illness
0: sort hmm. of treatment. mm mm-hmm.
1: But based on all the things you're saying, and also the number of other treatments that are available nowadays, exactly. So going <laughs> yeah, back a, to like, why are you hydrating with pee? Yeah. Why would you? Why would you not go use? I mean, I, granted, I understand if you are, are you you're stuck in the wilderness? You oh, have yeah. no other that's, options. That you know, we excuse that.
0: That's a complete exception. Yeah.
1: But. There are so many other options.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's like they talk about like urea as like a some sort of. It's actually like a medical. I guess I don't know. I want to say supplement, but I've heard about it being used as a mm-hmm. diuretic and things like that. And it is derived from urine. Um, I think it's like one of the active components or main components of urine. Um, but I think it's like they said, it's it's created from things like cow urine and things like that, not human urine, um, because I think. Uh, a lot of the things nowadays, like I said even the, the I think the medication is a huge one. you even look at it in in cattle too. I mean to talk about the rise of antibiotics in in cattle yeah um, I mean they were talking about how uh, a couple of different articles I was looking at about how you know obviously the bacteria that gets into the urine there are some that are antibiotic resistant bacteria that are actually being found in urine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're ingesting that into your body, you can essentially be setting yourself up for disaster. Yeah, you know. So, or if somebody's—I mean, obviously this is a uh, odd scenario. but if you're ingesting somebody else's? You're in. Who knows? I mean, that's that's. I mean, in my opinion, not only is it—yes, I mean it does sound gross, but it's also I think highly much more dangerous because it's somebody else's bacteria that you're essentially taking into your body. Yes. And like you said, I think – Ancient techs, I can understand that. I mean, they have very little, you know, uh, they're still going off on like trial and error. I mean, that's kind of what they, that's how their medications were discovered back then, right? Somebody Mm -hmm. got better after drinking urine, hey, urine helps you get better, right? That was kind of the thing. They weren't able to do, you know, double placebo or triple placebo blind uh, studies and things like that. Um, They didn't know the components that are contained in urine and obviously, the components of urine of human urine has changed over decades and yeah. millennia and things like that. So, I think it's uh I think it's safe to say from our opinion that human consumption or consumption of human urine is a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I think uh, as a general rule, <laughs> yeah. We're going to just lay our thoughts down and say not not the best option.
0: I don't think it's, and all in all, I don't think it's necessary. Because nope. I think there are so many other, basically, um, methods to get the exact same nutrients that you're trying to or supposedly can get from your own urine, in my yeah. opinion. You know? Well,
1: and I, I've been reading, um, like, like, health studies and, like, published reports about anything that's really tied to urine therapy and its impact on things like cancer regression, that's one of the studies that's actually come up like way back in the 60s there were Mm -hmm. people saying that there could be a link between that, but they go in to talk about how, you know, what's included in urine Is so complicated because it's not just you know it's changing based off of what you consume, Mm -hmm. what you experience, and they say like to try to isolate the impact, like the said there's thousands of small molecules in urine. How are you going to isolate the anti-cancer bioactive component of all of that? Right, like it consistently across. Numerous people. Right. So, I mean, it's, I I don't know that it's, uh, that it's an area that people are really looking to study. Right. But it seems thin based off of what, what I'm reading. So, you know, if, if you're somebody who has had tremendous health benefits from this, please, Please let us know. We would be very open to hearing from you. Sure. I mean, curious. But general like rule and thought on this, don't do this. Yeah. Unless a survival, as survival.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's not a uh, a safe practice, in my this opinion. Is,
1: this is probably not going to work out well for a lot of people.
0: So... I think uh, that we'll we'll leave that there. That'll be our uh, essentially our uh, position on the uh, urine therapy uh, topic. <laughs> um, and if I have any more conversations, uh, interesting conversations that we... come up in the sauna, I will definitely share it on an upcoming podcast. I uh, so uh, but we're we going to try to keep it pretty light and like mm-hmm. not in depth. But I feel like we
1: went we went we went there today.
0: We went deep on urine therapy. <laughs> Yeah, and there's the gross out. <laughs> so now, now. What? Speaking of p words, what's got us pumped? Oh gosh, Anybody? that's not a p word. Pumped? P? P pump? P start pump starts with P. Oh, speaking boy. of p words. Anyways, sorry. That was uh, a bad so, joke. Okay. Uh, good. I know. Segway. But what's got me pumped? What's got us pumped? Is that I've got a new piece of basically cooking device. A new piece of cooking device. A new cooking device. Um, our crock, right. my crock pot. I will say mine just because I've had it since we've been together. Or probably before he, we were together. You did
1: bring it into the
0: relationship. I brought this crock yes. pot into the relationship. I think it's probably pushing it was pushing fifteen years old, yeah, and it finally uh pooped to bed um, the, <laughs> the actual the pot the will that be the crock
1: or the pot
0: is it the pot
1: I think it's the pot
0: speaking of pots, anyway, sorry we 're <laughs> off that topic um, It cracked so it cracked, yeah, so the crock or the pot, whatever the inner part of it, the actual <laughs> the vessel cracked, so uh we had to get a new one, and we 've always talked about. You know, maybe doing an air fryer, pressure Instant cooker, pot. Instant pot, and then for my Father's Day gift, we got every single one.
1: <laughs> it's all folded to one.
0: This is the Ninja <laughs> Foodie. It is 10 in one. This thing will be a pressure cooker, a steamer, a slow cooker, a yogurt maker, a sous vide, which I need to learn how to do apparently. A air crisper, a baker, a bake roast option, broiler, dehydrator, and a sear sauté. This thing will make our favorite, probably the favorite thing we want to make or that we make in my crock pot or we're used to making a crock pot, the ribs. It will make ribs in essentially 45 minutes.
1: Which is really good because guess who always forgets to turn the crock pot on?
0: This lady. it yep. Always. Crock-Pot, when the ribs took anywhere from six to eight hours, 45 minutes, according to this thing.
1: That's insane. I need to look at this. 45
0: minutes. It'll cook boneless chicken breasts, two pounds of boneless chicken breasts in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so I'm excited for this. Like I said, we've got the air crisp, like you get to frozen fries, a pound of frozen fries at 360 for 20 minutes. Booyah. I mean, this just seems like
1: bizarre magic.
0: Yeah. So we are going to try this out. I'm excited for this. Thank you for the awesome gift. You obviously yeah. get the benefit from it too. So I know how sad
1: be- you were. I mean, you, and I was really proud because after I picked it out and everything, one day I felt like you were laying the heavy hints of. Oh, I wish we could make ribs. It was like my, you know, pressure cook or not pressure cooker, crock pot, crock pot, new crock pot would be really nice. And I was like, "Shh, you're gonna
0: get one." So we got one, and we're it. gonna try it out. And we'll let you guys know. Maybe check out the pot. check out the Instagram. We'll throw it up in the story when I, I throw, know. The, throw my first set of ribs in there. Oh my gosh, it's All gonna right. be interesting. So. What's got you pumped?
1: Uh, Let's see. So mine is is not a specific thing, but rather a series of things. I have found, now this goes against kind of the basic, what you're hearing every day, social media, particularly Instagram, Instagram Reels, I have been finding a lot of value in lately. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in as a time suck either. I'm talking about actual insight and information. I have found so many like plant people that share really helpful tips, tricks, uh, you know, different ways to propagate different plants. How you take plants that you buy in the grocery store and then turn them into actual producing plants. How to propagate all different kinds of plants like succulents. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I was completely missing opportunities with my succulents. No clue that I was doing this. There's so many different things. And I mean... You hear social media is horrible, it's terrible for your health, it's screwing with our brains, it's ruining our sleep, it's causing people to stress out, it's giving kids anxiety. I mean, I know all of that. I'm not disagreeing with any of it. But I am saying social media responsibly used with boundaries can yield some really positive impact. I don't have time to sit and watch YouTube videos on everything I want to know. I just don't right Mm -hmm. now. I love the fact that I can get little bits of information that make me hungry to go look for other details. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, something I can try and experiment with in the home. So, like, we now have, like, three or four different home experiments that we're going to do with plants. Mm -hmm. Like from growing a pineapple from a pineapple top to propagating different types of succulents. We have experiments, which especially when you have a kid, young kid at home who loves doing that stuff, Mm -hmm. it's kind Uh of incredible. It feels like a parent win, you know? So I just wanted to, share that that's actually got me pretty pumped because there's so much out there <laughs> and there's some really funny people and doing things in a really uh quirky way
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean there's one guy i follow now that talks in a british accent i'm pretty sure he's not british but he uh he sounds like a british version of hugh hefner the way he talks about his plants And yet he shares some important information. And there's another guy that just yells at you.
0: Oh, yeah. That guy's good.
1: And he's got great tips. And then there's there's the real British guy who basically turns everything you can buy at the grocery store into a home garden. Mm -hmm. And has all sorts of brilliant little, like, hacks and stuff. So I just, that was something I wanted to throw out this week. I don't advocate for mindless scrolling or really any kind of mindless use of social media. I think that's where the damage comes from. Mm-hmm. But purposeful use of social media can be inspiring, and it can be positive, and it can benefit.
0: So just I agree.
1: laying that out there.
0: Hopefully you guys benefit from social media, especially the atf podcast instagram yeah give us a follow uh hopefully you benefited from this episode maybe you learned a little something hopefully you realize i don't know if it was on the table to try your own urine but hopefully you realize that it might not be the best idea
1: also not a good topic to bring up at the dinner table not
0: the dinner table But But apparently, it's part of. Anywho, so uh, guys, make sure that you uh, follow Instagram, give us that rating review, and please share the podcast with a friend. Got anything else for me tonight?
1: That's it.
0: This is another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things addicted to fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at the ATF Podcast. And like and follow the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.